Hello? He can take the Word of God. He can take fellowship. And that doesn't mean you all head off home today and say, well, I'm not coming back to church anymore because I can survive without fellowship and without the Word of God. No, I'm talking about persecution where that's where people are at, not of their own choice. But you can't take their relationship with God away from them through prayer. You just can't do that. So that seems to imply to me that prayer is important. If you've got nothing left, it's prayer. It's important because it connects us with our God on a very personal level. I can't connect with God the same way Sandy can. I can't connect the same way any of you. We're all different. We're all made different by God and God knows how different we are and he knows how to have that relationship. When we connect with God on this very personal level, things change. Probably most importantly, we change. Things change in our lives. We see things differently. We see people differently. We see the world through God's eyes with his heart, his grace and his mercy. From the book Mother Teresa of Calcutta comes this. Prayer will give us a clean heart and a clean heart will allow us to see God in each other. And if we see God in each other, we will be able to live in peace And if we live in peace, we will be able to share the joy of loving with each other and God will be with us. Do we want that? Do you want in our community for God to be with us? I heard something on Fresh FM on Friday, I think, and the guy was speaking about all these things that are coming against the church. The voice of the church is no longer recognised as an ethical standard. We've lost, we're losing it. At the moment we have you know, debates in Parliament about different things that we don't agree with and they're not really interested in our voice. And he, and he said, so how do you combat this? And he simply said, by taking the love of Christ into your community. You can fight as much as you want and there are people that are really good at that. And when I say good at it, I mean they're clever at it. They're not just fighting because there's some out there also that fight and you think, oh my goodness, God, take him home now. So he doesn't say any more. But for us mere mortals, taking God's love out into the community combats this more than anything we can put up in the political arena. Through our relationship with our God, we can extend that relationship out to our community. The two greatest commandments. I'm not sure where I'm up to on here. Oh, I'm with it. 22, 37 to 40, Jesus says to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. How can we ever hope to follow these commandments without knowing God? And how can we know God other than through our prayer time? You know, we could say, and I'm a great believer in it too, we need to read this. 
that tells us about God. But you know, I've known people that have read this, have studied this, and have no idea of relationship with God or how to apply it or what to do with it. It has to be in a relationship with God through our prayer. How can we love those who don't love us without a relationship with our God? How can we love those who have different views to us without a relationship with our God? How can we extend the hand of love to our community without a relationship with our God? So, how should we pray? Well, I'm sure you all know there's a gazillion books, strategies, daily prayer plans and all sorts of manner of things to tell us how we should pray. The 340 Steps to Forgiveness. Well, I reckon there's only one, but someone's come up with a whole heap of them. Um, yeah, well, we've heard them all, haven't we? How to pray. You know, um, kneel, stand, sit. You've got to do, the, got to do it this way. You've got to do it that way. My first tip, and it's very deep, whatever suits you. That might go across lots of people's theology. Because as I've said already, we're all different. Errol's different. He's shorter than me, makes him different. (laughs) Kate's different. We're all different. So I could say this morning, and we've all been in the churches where they go, this is how you pray. You will do steps one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and just keep on going. And so you go home. And on Monday morning, you start. And if you're like me, by about 8.30 on Monday morning, you've finished. Because it just didn't work. Who remembers Yongi Cho? I think he's still around. When I started in Christianity, he was the big name. And I went to a conference where he was one of the speakers. And, you know, he's their church in Korea, certainly a praying church. And he prayed for four hours a morning before he did anything. So I decided, <laughs> four o'clock in the morning, I'm up. Day one wasn't too bad. I reckon by Wednesday I thought, this is ridiculous because I spent most of my time sleeping. <laughs> Yongi Cho wasn't working a labourer's job, for one. <laughs> and maybe he had a bit more stickability than me. You've got to use what works for you as long as you do it. (laughs) So, but to help, be consistent. And that doesn't mean every Christmas day I pray. It's probably better to try and do it daily, regularly. Be consistent with your prayer. Meet regularly with with God Yeah, daily is good. Actually, it's excellent. It's great. But I hear some say, oh, I'm too busy. I just can't fit it in. (sighs) Well, drop something. Or drop lots of things. 
if you think your day is too busy. Mark chapter 1. I've already said it. Went to church and preached in the morning. Did an altar call. Saved a, set free a demon-possessed guy. Did house ministry. Prayed for a lady, she got healed. That evening, prayed for all the sick and all the demon-possessed of the city. Early next morning, he went to a quiet place and prayed. Don't you think there's a key there? I kind of think there is. In his busyness, he prayed. I know there's guys, I hear of guys and I just don't know how they do it. They sort of, they were in charge of like five churches that got 30,000 people in them. They write 15 books a year, write, not read, I can read 15 books a year, but they write 15 books a year. They travel the world going to conferences. I get tired just listening to the list. But you know what these guys do? And I'm pretty sure each and every one of them, their priority is their relationship with God through prayer. That would, I'm sure that would be the first thing they do of a daytime. The ones that I've heard speak and that, that share, that's, they would give all the rest of it away before they would give away their time of prayer with God. They need it. Jesus needed it. And I'm kind of guessing if the Son of God needed it, perhaps I need it to get through my day. Another one, spend time with God. I've already touched it a bit there on, at the beginning of your day. Notice I don't say morning, because especially in a town like Gladstone, mornings aren't always usual, the beginning of the days for a lot of people who are on shift work. Sorry, shift workers, I'm going to pick on you. If your shift starts at three in the afternoon and you get up at two, well, get up at half past one. Start your day. I mean, all of us, start our day. But then again, we're all different. Maybe you like to start your day in the evening. The trouble I have with that is, if I wake up at six o'clock, I haven't got time to think of any excuses apart from I want to go back to sleep. By 12 hours later... I've had 12 hours to think up some reason why I shouldn't be going into prayer or I shouldn't be reading my Bible or I shouldn't be connecting with God. Things come up in the day. You know, you think, all right, this evening at 7 o'clock, I'm going to go in my room, do my prayer, do my Bible study. And the kids come around. No, sorry, kids, we're not talking to you tonight because we're going to be in the bedroom praying. I suppose we could invite the kids in too, but... You know, getting what I'm saying now? At the beginning of your day, before everything else starts, and I think we need the beginning of the day to help us through the day. I'm sure Jesus did. If he, Every day he had was like the day he has in Mark 1. Variety is the spice of life. I regularly mix up my prayer time. Sometimes I might just worship the Lord for half an hour or so. I still try to get my list in there at once. <laughs> uh, 
sometimes I just sit. I heard an interview with, a, I think he was a South Sea Islander, and he said, it doesn't hurt a man to sit for half an hour a day just with his thoughts. What a great idea to just sit and be quiet. I'm sure there's a scripture that says, be still and know that I am God. I know that's true because it comes to me regularly <laughs> when I'm trying to avoid going to pray or something. <laughs> Combine it with our Bible reading. That works wonders if we pray and get into an attitude of prayer and then get into our Bible reading. If you're like me, sometimes in your struggle with setting a way of doing something, well, as I said before, there's a gazillion books and strategies. I'll just add my two. Get a daily devotion and a daily Bible reading plan because then you sort of, if you miss a couple of days, it's a lot to catch up on, so you make sure you do it every day. But just by starting at that point, and this morning I'm talking to... I know just looking around, there's some people who are great prayers in our church and are disciplined prayers and I'm not. <laughs> Pastor probably shouldn't say that, but uh, that's why I have grabbed things like that so that I sit down and make myself sit down, do my daily devotion through whatever and spend that time in, with God as well. They're very simple, simple things that we can put into place to help our relationship with God. If we do struggle with that prayer time, why not ask others to pray for us that we can become better at it or be more disciplined at it? And that's a word I don't like either. Who likes discipline? Oh, nobody, that's good. <laughs> Being disciplined, I'm not good at that either. But we get there. But what an awesome privilege it is, like the lads sing. Our best friend is the creator of the universe. What a privilege we can have to spend time with him, so let's not pass it by. St. Teresa of Avila. That's probably pronounced wrong too. She was a saint, oh uh, sorry, she was a, uh, a nun way back in about the 1700s or some time. She says, For prayer is nothing else than being on terms of friendship with God. What a great statement. That's the bottom line of our prayer. Nothing else than being on terms of friendship with God. God, the creator of the universe the God who put in place one million billion planets spinning out in space, galaxies and galaxies. He's put them into place. He set them all in motion, all the powers that can be. It's such a funny notion to think he cares for me, but it's plain to see my best friend's the creator of the universe. Well, let's keep that relationship with our best friend going through prayer. Would you stand with me this morning? Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, we do thank you that we were able to come together in your name this morning. Father, we thank you that even though you're so awesome, like the, the lads' song say, that you've put all the, the universe into place, the stars, the planets, the, our earth, the, 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 uh, the seas, the land, all has been created by you. And yet you desire a relationship with each and every one of us. Father, we know that that, I guess the only way we can do that is through prayer with you, spending time with you. Father, I thank you, Father, that there's, I know there's many in this church who are, are dedicated, uh, disciplined prayers. I thank you for them. And I thank you, Lord, that the, for the, the rest of us that sometimes struggle or sometimes miss it, but I thank you, Father, that we each have a heart that continues to want to know you more. And I pray you would help us in our times, in our struggles, that we would not neglect that most important part of our day, and that is meeting up with you. And we give you all praise and all honour this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Enjoy the rest of your morning. Make sure you catch up with someone that you haven't met before and uh, have a great day. Thank you.